0: Good afternoon and welcome live from Harrison County. It's time for the weekly Healthy Harrison podcast. Glad to have you along where we host a show designed to help you change your state, create a healthier Harrison County, create a healthier West Virginia. I'm Gary Bowden and our co-host is Amy Haberbosch-Wilson. She's the executive director of the Harrison County Development Corporation, uh, Economic Development Corporation, and also the vice president of Healthy Harrison. Good afternoon, and welcome, Amy. Thank you. (laughs) Good to see (laughs) you again. We're streaming our program live on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page. We're also live on the statewide distribution network of our media partner, wvnews.com. Every week at this time, we chat with individuals who are focused on the same mission that we have at Healthy Harrison, that being to foster measurable improvement in the health and well-being of the citizens of North Central West Virginia. And today we're going to be talking with John Ebert. John, hello and welcome. Hey, Gary. Thanks for having me. And Amy, hello to you as well. So, Yeah, John is the owner of 40 McDonald's franchises, and we're not going to talk about that. More importantly, today we're going to be talking about his connection to the mission, as we said, of Healthy Harrison. And for John, that in some ways includes the fact that he is a founding board member of Healthy Harrison. He's not on our board presently, but was at one time. He is also a co-director of the Clarksburg 10K. He's also, I'm going to say, founder and director of an ACT prep course for high school students, which prepares and positions young people for greater college scholarship opportunities, as well as greater success in life in general, we would hope, I guess, right, John? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think that goes hand in hand. Um, I'm gonna start right in, uh, uh, John. uh, And and what I wanted to do is kind of connect this uh, prep course program that you have (laughs) with Healthy Harrison. And I'm gonna do that by explaining that, that there's real research that, that shows that there are social determinants of uh, health uh, that are economic and social conditions that, in, in, that influence individual and group differences in health status. Uh, they are health promoting factors found in once living and working conditions such as distribution of income, educational opportunity, wealth, Influence, power, et cetera. So to get started, uh, let me ask John how your background, education, work, et cetera, uh, has encouraged you to focus time on this effort of the health and well being of community. Sure. Well, thank you, Gary. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. Um, I grew up in Marion,
1: Ohio, and I actually got a uh, baseball scholarship to Notre Dame. But in order to get into Notre Dame, I had to have a good standardized test score. And what happened, Gary, back then, um, I studied so hard for the ACT and SAT. When I sat down to take that test, um, I had literally seen every question. You know, I probably went through thousands of questions. The numbers were different, but the methodology was the same. So that helped me score pretty high on those tests. I'm, I'm good in math. I'm not the best in English, but I, you know, I got a 36 and uh on the ACT, which was a perfect score in math, but, you know, and it was because I was prepared, and uh, so I I definitely learned early. You had to be prepared, so that helped me get into a good college, and it certainly helped me get the scholarship, the baseball scholarship as well, because they're looking for good academic students, so I studied pretty hard in uh, high school, got into Notre Dame, graduated, uh, and got a job with Arthur Young, so in order to advance there, I had to, uh, you know, study for the CPA exam which I did so just the importance of education and educating myself to get to the next level so uh, I then decide I want to buy a McDonald's franchise so I apply and I get in a McDonald's training program I had to quit my job at Arthur Young and work again training for 2,000 hours in a McDonald's with no pay in Dallas uh, and learn the system so again education very important to know what you're doing in your occupation. So I get in the McDonald's system, and uh, you know I, I grew to you know more stores and more stores. But after I was in McDonald's for about you know like six years, I got accepted in a MIT entrepreneurial class, and I went out to Boston a couple years for a couple years. And when I was there, literally there was about 30 kids in our class. I would say I was in the bottom quarter as far as being well read. Yeah, so I made sure. a commitment at that time to try to read as much as I could, especially about business. So, uh, you know, even though I've graduated from college and CPA, graduated from Hamburger University, that was my big degree because I, I did the training hey, program. The hamburger I, uh,
0: University? Yeah, degree. yeah. So
1: <laughs> when, when, during the 2,000 hour training program, uh, the fourth school you go to is in Chicago. It's called Hamburger University. So I had to go there for two weeks. Cool. So I got a degree from Notre Dame and Harvard University. So, uh, but, uh, so out at MIT, I realized, God, you have to do a better job. So I mean, I, I read everything I can. Mm-hmm. I mostly look at the bestseller list on Wall Street Journal every Saturday when that comes in to see if there's a new book. Uh, you know, I just read, uh, you know, uh, Think Differently by Adam Grant. You know, I, I, I love Coyle who's written Culture Code talent code, Tim Ferriss, anything uh, that, that's out there, just reread uh, the book on influence by uh, Caldini. So, you know, whatever I can do to read, because it certainly has helped my business.
0: So well, I'm, yeah, I am yeah.
1: a big proponent of education.
0: Yeah, I think you would agree then that there are social determinants mm-hmm. of health distinct from nutrition and exercise, which is what we seem to think or, you know, rely on more when we're trying to, to get people to focus on healthy?
1: Right. So there, there is, uh, you know, I think you make better choices the more educated you are. And mm-hmm. it, it just helps in so many things. So, um, so what happened was uh, I, they have, the, obviously, the Promise Scholarship in West Virginia, which, which is worth $19,000. And a lot of people were telling me, hey, we're just not getting the math part. So I, I went to Susan Collins, who was the superintendent at that time, you know, a lovely lady whom uh, we went down and said, hey, I can put together a program that help kids do better on the ACT, which was the primary test people took in West Virginia. So um, what we did is we wrote away for old tests. You can do that with Princeton. You know, once you've taken a test, you can get the test. So we look for commonalities. So uh, went through and class has kind of evolved over the seven years we've done it but you know we put together 100 questions that are going to be on the test and uh you know we sit down with these kids for three hours and go through those 100 questions and uh sometimes gary and amy the bar is pretty low i mean a lot of these kids will not have studied at all so by coming to my class and doing the pre-work they they register online at john ebert mathactprep.com They get the pre-work, they do the pre-work, come to the three-hour class, but I teach about half of it, and I have another teacher that teaches the rest of it, and it's really helped kids increase their scores.
2: Hmm. Has the participation increased over the years? Have you seen that? You know,
1: uh, it has, you know, because now I have the uh, the, the brothers and sisters coming. Uh, It took a little bit of a dip during the pandemic because we had to go online, Uh, but um, it, it, it'll catch momentum again. I I will visit a lot of schools in in, uh, September and talk about the class. September is our first class. It's it's not as well attended as October. We typically have the class a week before the test. So uh, it's worked out pretty well. Um, What's been interesting, Amy, is some people's scores have gone up so much they get letters from the Princeton testing site saying, hey, they've cheated we've had to write letters about once a year to different people saying, Hey, but it works because it's nothing like familiarity.
2: Now it's great results. Mm -hmm. I know, um, as one of the the founding, I guess board members of healthy Harrison, you know, our, our pillars are the mind move and eat. So your college prep courses certainly support the mind pillar. How, and why did you start that?
1: Uh, as far as starting the class itself we we started it seven years ago and and we did we just thought you know we just wanted people to be familiar with it so um again i got the thought in high school because i did it and then i thought you know where can i give back to the community so uh um i thought this was the best way to do it because you know when you own a business people are you know asking for donations and your time and money but I, i thought this would be the best avenue our goal every year amy is to help about uh I would say 50 people get the scholarship that would not. So that, that that's about a million dollars contribution to them. And, and it's not uncommon for me to be in a McDonald's and have a parent come up and say, hey, thank you for helping mm-hmm. my son out or daughter out. Uh, and, uh, you know, it just, it's a different way. Some kids go and they take it test four or five times and it's just a different approach of familiarity. We help them guess better on the test you know, it says not drawn to scale, but it a lot of those diagrams are drawn to scale, uh, you know. So we, we, there's, there's probably five or six things we do to make them do better. Are you
2: reaching we're, your goal? You said you're going 50 to shoot for. Are you reaching it each year?
1: Yeah, uh, we're pretty close. Um, uh, even though I don't have empirical data on it, uh, I, I, I just know uh, that they're getting it. And there are kids that come a couple times because sometimes Math is a little challenging to people. So uh, it's just being familiar with it. There, in the introduction of the class, I go through this one problem that I had a fairly hard time figuring it out. It was just this diagram on what percent was shaded and you had to count these different things. And And I finally figured it out. Then ironically on the next test was the exact same question with just a little bit different different numbers. So it just familiarizes people it gets them confident in taking the test and uh okay. it, it's worked out pretty
0: well i i would have killed for that opportunity in high school i i had nothing <laughs> like that didn't have help uh, of much help i mean we might have gotten a little bit but nothing right. like what you're doing and and even help knowing uh, where to go to get scholarship assistance. i i actually uh, to personal note uh uh, John, since you mentioned Notre Dame, I got accepted at Notre Dame. Oh, wow. I didn't know how, I was one of eight kids. I didn't know how to find the scholarship help <laughs> to pay for Notre Dame. So yeah. I, didn't, I didn't end up going there. But anyway, we're talking with John Ebert, uh, owner of many McDonald's franchises. and But today we're talking about a high school prep program where he helps young people score better on the um, standardized testing that colleges require. And- uh, hopefully help these kids get into good college and get better scholarship opportunity. Our podcast is brought to you each week by WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, The State Journal, West Virginia University, WVnews.com, and Interaction Media. Uh, We've we've gone through the fact that your schooling, yes, played a significant role in your business success. Has what you're doing, or these programs, in addition to in addition to helping their standardized test scores uh, helping young people perhaps set bigger and better goals for their lives yeah there's no doubt I,
1: um, I was actually talking to my daughter about this the other day it's just trying to everyone reach their potential you know everyone has different potentials and uh, you know there's a great book called limitless which talks about you know developing the mind a little bit better you know uh, you, there are no limits so it's just getting the proper education, you know, proper mentorship, uh, in all those regards. So, um, you know, our goal is, and I tell our own people, everyone has different potentials. Our goal is to help people reach their potential. So, uh, whether they work with us or, or whatever, I will tell you, I, I have a great ACT story about a girl. Her name was Emily King, and she went to Philip Barber and scored high in everything but math. I mean, she got you Know near perfect scores and everything but math, and she wanted to go to a six year medical program mm-hmm. and uh, at Marshall. She's valedictorian of her class, and she's taken the test like four or five times and just can't get the math score, which was a 28 for her. So, I her mom calls me and I said, Why don't you just come over to my house? And she used to come over on Sundays, she came over like four Sundays, and we just studied together. and I showed her, and, and she's a brilliant girl. So, she goes in and takes the test and comes up short again. She got two points higher but it wasn't enough so her mom sends me a text that she's done she cannot do it anymore she is so burnt out i said she's not done they're over we're coming we're going to get it next time and sure enough uh i I get a text from her mom you know and she comes over and takes the test and gets it you know so that literally changed a person's life i mean she goes now to a six-year medical program at marshall's about ready to graduate actually and, uh, you know, $60,000 a year scholarship, but there's been a lot of cases, Gary and Amy, where people just say they can't do it. I mean, there's burnout by it or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, you have no idea how many kids have gotten it on the last shot, you know, in, uh, in uh, June or whenever the last time is. Recently, I just got a text from a mother um, and her son goes to Weston or down at Lewis County and, uh, you know, wins the class and so forth. And uh, I'm not sure if he can make it because he has a track meet. And we had this on a Thursday because something was going on. And I said, well, if he comes late, that's fine. Uh, So he never made it. You know, so I sent her a text saying, hey, did he make it? No, he didn't make it. So I said, okay, we'll just hook up for an hour and a half on a Zoom call. So yeah, he and I did it. And I mean, his score went up from like 24 to 30, you know, just get a little bit extra confidence and, and so forth. So it's out there to um, ask yeah. your questions to try to reset the time.
0: Emily, Emily, is that the name of the young lady from Barber County? Yeah,
1: Emily that, King. That,
0: that would be an extreme example. What what level of commitment, a more standard level of commitment, do young people need to make to see a valuable payoff in your program?
1: You know, uh, you do the pre-work, and then you come to the three-hour class, and then I would say another couple hours will get you three points easy. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we kind of advertise. You'll be able to pick up three points. So, uh, uh, and sometimes people go up seven, six or seven points, uh, you know, because they haven't been exposed to it, you know, and they think, oh man, this class is great. No, you're just being exposed to the, the information. So uh, I, I, I think that's reasonable. I tell them, you know, but why go work and, and I, I say, make sure you give your employer some notice, you know, why work your tail off a week before the test, use that time to study, because you have potentially get a $19,000 scholarship, or go work for $10 an hour, you know, so, you know, you know, give your employer notice, but, you know, you know, dedicate yourself to getting better.
0: Well, it and today, it, it, it seems like it would be so critical, we hear all these stories about student debt, student loan debt. Right. Um, and, and here you've got a fabulous opportunity to really enhance your financial prospects over your lifetime. I mean, anymore for some people, it's a lifetime of payback because they probably yeah. haven't had the scholarship opportunities. And also
1: at McDonald's, if you work for us in the summer, you get a $2,500 scholarship. It's called an archway scholarship. So mm-hmm. if you work for us for 250 hours, uh, and last year we gave out 150 of those mm. for $2,500 so you can pick up the promise scholarship pick up something uh, from McDonald's and I know that's a plug for us but um, right. it, it certainly has worked um, I, I, I do want to digress a little bit on Harris uh, or, or on your on your company here and we initially when the 10k was coming out, and you guys worked with us, and we really in, in, improved the participation that year, so uh, JP and and so yeah, forth, so it was good. It was a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of, uh, we got the word out on the 10 porchberg 10-K and uh, Healthy Harrison, so it, it was good, so that was the move part.
2: Which is awesome. We'll, we'll take that plug anytime. We're good. <laughs>
0: We, yeah, we need to brag about our successes as well. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, yeah you know, it, it is about making small little changes in your life. You know, I'm a, because we have habits in our stores. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Atomic Habits has been sitting on the top of the bestseller list for a long time. You know, uh, even Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg, who's the expert on habits, says, you know, when your feet hit the floor in the morning, just say to yourself, this is going to be a great day. You know, so it's about a positive attitude about educating yourself and making little, little changes in your life, you know, improving your habits.
2: Which is definitely a positive note. And I hate to switch it, but we've asked each of our, um, each of our uh, guests, we start talking about the the pandemic. Um, how did that change? And what are some of the difficulties that you had to, to face during that?
1: Yeah. So um, five years ago, I had 16 stores and no debt. And I bought 24 stores, you know, a $30 million plus purchase, you know, so last March, you know, the pandemic hits and our sales were hit, you know, and a lot of people joke about a car payment of $450. My, my loan payment each month's $450,000. So, you know, you're wondering, you know, what's going to happen, but McDonald's, God, you know, bless us is, you know, we had a strong equity and drive-through. So our, our sales slowly but surely climbed back. And uh, by August of last year, they were on par with the prior year. So, uh, you know, it's been pretty stressful for our, our employees, especially initially, you know, afraid of getting the disease. You know, we immediately have a lot of uh, PPE in our stores, plexiglass. Uh, you know, we still have to wear a mask in our stores if you're not uh, vaccinated, uh, our employees do. So uh, it, it was pretty and uh, pretty stressful. Unfortunately, we're not completely out of it. but. Um, Our people worked well. Uh, A lot of our in-house meetings became Zoom calls and so forth. So,
2: what are some of the biggest educational challenges that you think the students are facing? Of course, through the pandemic, I can't even imagine these classes that they've had.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you that, Amy. There's so much benefit of face-to-face. You know, just that little interaction. So, not getting that. You know, you hear stories where kids are taking their classes in bed. (laughs) You know, it's just it's about getting up and interacting with other people. So. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a lost year, but you know they're going to really have to work hard to try to improve. And Gary, you might appreciate this. They said some of the times in the, uh, the track meet weren't as fast as the prior year because I don't think the kids were working out as as much, <laughs> yeah. you know, from a running standpoint. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, that makes a difference.
1: Yeah,
2: especially so when you said you were doing your Sunday. You know, Sunday, come on over, study a little bit. We we lost all that. You're right. The one-on-one yeah a lot of students really really need
1: yeah exactly uh it's not about just getting information and digesting it but it's you know trying to understand it talking about it talking about your perspective so in group in group settings so um, i'm hoping it's going to work out for everyone
2: so if you have an ambitious freshman sophomore that that wants to start one of your prep courses um can they
1: yeah, they can any level. We've had kids come in that are freshmen uh, take it. So uh, yeah, they, they, they definitely can. Yeah. And I, I would recommend taking it as a sophomore, you know, just to find out what the test's like. Yeah, it definitely takes some endurance. I mean, you're sitting there for close to, you know, th- I mean, maybe three, four hours. Math is the second thing you take. So you're fairly fresh for that one. But, um, I mean, you just have to know the rules, too. I mean, for the ACT, you don't get points off if you miss a question. So, you know, make sure you definitely take a guess at it if you don't know it. Yeah. Uh, so
0: Again, let me remind our our viewers and listeners that we're talking with John Ebert, owner of many McDonald's franchises. I know West Virginia and Maryland, John, are you in other states now too? I have uh,
1: three stores up in uh, Pennsylvania.
0: Okay, that's that's kind of what I thought. Uh, But we've talked today more about his involvement with a uh, high school standardized testing prep course for ACT primarily. Do you do the the uh, SAT as well, or is it? Just- uh, it's primarily
1: ACT. ACT. We've done okay. some SAT. All right. um, there is a group test they give out to everyone on the SAT, but we're more specialized in ACT. Okay. We do some other things for the community. We have a free baseball clinic uh, that we put on. Uh, what we do is we get high school baseball players together in April. We didn't do it last year, but um, they get together and uh, teach kids. their. Eight, nine, and ten, and what's neat about that? We've been doing it for seventeen years. A lot of eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds are now in high school teaching the younger kids. So that's come full cycle. So we do that. We also have a leadership grit class that we put on uh, for eighth graders. I I get together great high or great local business people. You know, Larry Mazza, Don Robinson, Doctor Noon. You know, and John Miller has been a speaker. So I have like a panelist of people, they talk about leadership grit, you know, which is the Angela Duckworth story of, you know, what really makes people successful is digging in when times are rough, you know, that grit, you know, not giving up when things aren't going the way they want to. So we, we do that too. So that as far as the educational vein as well.
0: Let me remind folks as well that our podcast is brought to you by WVU Medicine United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, the State Journal, WVnews.com and Interaction Media. Uh, let's this this is a John Paul Nardelli question. Okay. Uh, John Paul, for those that don't know, is the executive director of Healthy Harrison. What is Ebertitis and how does one catch it? Okay. That was a joke. I I did a TED talk and that was a joke.
1: When (laughs) I was at Arthur Young, um, I had two clients that had certain deadlines and uh, it was uh, Roadway Inns International and I was the lead auditor on Texas Stadium. And we're waiting for all this information. And it was a joke that, you know, I was working like 90 hours a week they actually, I, I was a uh, a senior accountant, so the, like, the partner gave me their office and everything, but it was a joke called ebertitis. You didn't wanna catch it. It was working 90 hours a week, so.
0: No, so, okay, so it, so this is a sickness someone does not want to catch. Right, right. <laughs> There's no real benefit. Yeah. That, so. hey, we're getting close. Amy, I'm gonna jump back to you because we're getting close. I'll let you kind of wrap up.
2: Sure. No, I, we hear, and we all know, higher graduation rates lead to healthier communities. Uh, self-esteem better jobs higher wages so of course I'm going to do my job as far as economic development and just a huge thank you for all that you do oh it's my um,
1: pleasure yeah. it
2: definitely helps the community you know education it helps for the companies that are here and it helps Healthy Harrison so I don't have another question I just want to say thank you oh
1: thank you for, for having me the it, it's a you know I moved here from Dallas it's a great group of people in Harrison Harrison County it's just a great county Uh, a lot of great people, Uh, you know, I've learned a lot and hopefully I've passed it on, but probably the biggest thing for all of us is, you know, just keep on going forward, trying to educate yourself the best you can. You know, it doesn't stop after high school. It doesn't stop after college. You know, I I learn uh, a lot every year. I'm constantly learning. Uh, We did have some interns that came down from the WVU football team this year. So that was fun. You know, I learned a lot from them uh, you know, especially getting that younger thought process. You know, I have interns that work with me, personal assistants that are younger, you know, because they have a a different mindset, especially with social media. So,
2: And the mentoring, which is great. You talked about that as well. You know, we're all learning and we're we're grasping new information, but it's passing it on and mentoring others.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a growth mindset that, you know, they, they talk about Carol Dweck you know, you, you got to grow your mind. Larry says that you, you know, if your mind isn't growing, it's it's dying. So we just have to keep on educating ourselves as much as possible.
0: Yeah, I, I wanted to throw in that we, uh, when we look at the healthy Harrison pillars, I think we mentioned them earlier, the mind move and eat. I, I think you could perhaps be our sensei, uh, John. <laughs> you you, uh, you pretty well cover those. I, I'm going to uh, jump in on this one last question, though, and we'll, we'll get you out uh, on time. We actually are, I, I don't think we have a lot of high school kids that tune in to this podcast, but I'm sure we've got a lot of parents and grandparents uh, who help and work with high school kids. What would be your concluding message to them. How can they encourage kids uh, that what you're doing with these prep courses is really important and frankly invaluable?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll give the website, it's John Ebert, it's all one, John Ebert, mathactprep.com. So you go there and you register and you get it. So if I was a grandparent, you know, you just want people to reach their potential, definitely have to show up, whether it's showing up at school, showing up for the class, uh, you know, don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, you, know, you know, kids love to play video games, including my son. But, you know, you have to get out there and give it a shot, you know. And uh, you just want to be the best you can. And it's funny how you, you know, once you pick up data or information, you just, once you hear it for the second time, things that you just wouldn't even recognize you do now. It just makes the world a lot more fulfilling uh, when you educate yourself. So, uh, you know, sometimes we look to the, the teachers to educate us or to our parents, but it has to be yourself. You have to literally educate yourself, you know, whether it's through podcasts like this podcast or, or whatever, uh, you know, take ownership of that yourself. And, uh, you know, this was a John Maxwell thing is, you know, you want to make every day a masterpiece, you know, how do you make every day good. And then all of a sudden you put those together and you have a healthy life. You know, a good life, uh, a life that's fulfilling. So try to make every day a masterpiece, and string all those together, and it's pretty strong. I
0: okay. with with forty McDonald's stores and the other things you're doing, I don't know how you fit it all in. I'm not <laughs> sure how you fit us in today, John. But we thank you kindly.
1: Mister Nardelli was pretty persistent,
0: and okay, I good. enjoyed doing things with him. So good, great. Uh, all right. Well, we we appreciate. Well, thank it. you. Yep.
2: Thanks for having
0: you guys. Thank you. We want to thank everyone for joining us today uh, for this Healthy Harrison podcast. It's our goal to change your state of mind and ultimately change the state of health here and throughout West Virginia. If you want more help right now, visit HealthyHarrison.org or visit the Healthy Harrison Facebook page. Give us a like. You'll find, uh, find lots of uh, support there, and uh, you can also stream past episodes of our podcast on the Facebook page. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsors, WVU Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, wbnews.com, and Interaction Media. Uh, John, one more time on the uh, your uh, website for people that want to sign up for Yes, yeah, uh, it's,
1: uh, it's John Ebert, it's J-O-H-N-Ebert, E-B-E-R-T, mathactprep.com. So our next class is in the first week of September and we'll have a class before the October test. So uh, we'll, we'll have six classes, so uh, it, it'll again, be
0: good. All right, again, our thanks to John Ebert on behalf of Healthy Harrison, uh, Amy Haberbosch-Wilson. Uh, we thank all of you for joining us today. Next Friday, Amy and Brock Malcolm will be back. They're gonna be talking with Bob Stepto and Chad Riley about a subject matter uh, that Amy loves to talk about, the economic benefits that accrue from health initiatives such as Healthy Harrison. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We'll be back next week. Appreciate it. Have a healthy week and stay safe.